I'll be walking past people and, and I'll like see them coming. I'm doing the whole like head bobbing and turning my head. Like I won't speak to anyone. Um, and I'm holding my breath. I don't know if holding my breath helps at all, but I literally hold my breath when someone walks past me. I go, <gasps> and they Yo, walk past. I, so it I don't know. If, can, can you breathe I, this in? I don't know. It's a, I think so. Yeah. I feel like a white woman clutching her purse. Like every time somebody comes close <laughs> to me, I'm like, <laughs> I, that's where I am, man. I'm living the life of a white woman right now. I just heard it here. How, how does it feel, Juan? It's scary, man. It is. Yeah. It's kind of scary. I, I Everyone is an like, enemy. Everyone. Do you? Do you, Everyone's a threat. Yeah. Do you suddenly uh, somehow uh, relate a little bit more to the white woman? Like I see what they mean now, because I see someone. I see someone with a mask on their face. I get all nervous now. I start sweating. So I, I get it now. So I'm sorry for all you white ladies that I judged. I apologize. <laughs> hey, baby. Welcome to I'll Have a Double Podcast. I'm Jesse Cool. I'm Brent Craven. And I'm Juan B. I'm Rob Howe. What's up, Rob? Man, I just I wish somebody called me baby when I got introduced. <laughs> so Yo, what I'll I'll, call, I'll say it. What's up, brah? Bro. Well, there we go. I, I'd also like to say I'm I'm honored to be here among uh three three people in this chat are wearing hats. Every single one of them is backwards. I'm in the right place. I'm among Yes, hundred percent. Hey what? man, this is this is called hiding your haircut. So yeah, or Juan, you should say lack thereof. Uh, that's why I say oh, or lack thereof. Yeah. yeah, I, I have a I have a buddy who. It's funny because I've known this guy for a decade and he just started uh, cutting hair, I want to say like three years ago. And he's actually made a pretty good name for himself, Buffalo Joe. Nice. Follow him on Instagram. He does, you know, fades, men's cuts, all that. He's great. Beard. So while no one can do shit, he can't even do that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, man. I feel for them because like, you know, you can do whatever you want to do to try to regulate it and try to, but ultimately you're going into other people's houses. You're touching right. people with different tools and you never know. Yeah. Have Some you of seen the, the thing? Like, have you seen the thing where it's like uh, the chicks uh, cutting the hair for their dudes, like the couples? Oh, yeah. Quarantine or whatever? I would not do that. No. No. It, it's just too dangerous right now. And, and this thing about all the, the lack of money that they're making right now, imagine how much money they're going to make when this is all over. I mean, there's going to be lines of people going to the salons and hairstylists all across. The, you might not be able to get in for a month. Well, dude, I don't even, if work comes back, I'm going to have to tell my boss, yo, I can't come into the office until the the barbershop. (laughs) I I, like, dude, the way I'm faded up right now, like I legit, (laughs) I mean, I don't know what's going on. It's, it's, you know, it's growing. I think like the, I'm going to quote my, my homie, Brandon Peterson, who uh, went went to high school with me and he cut hair. He used to like bring his barber clippers to school and like edge people up for like five bucks. Shout out major hustler from day one. And he, he said this, and I'll say it now. You got that gruff, I got that stuff. Man. Uh, and because I got, I, I am a guy like, bro, my, my shit is all messed up, bro. I look like, I, I, my, there's no line. It's, I'm a curled up, bro. I, I'm, gonna, I'm about to just shave my shit looking like Matthew McConaughey in Reign of Fire. That, <laughs> I was that dude, dragon thinking movie. about it. Yeah, man. you look, right now it. you look like the lead singer of Taking Back Sunday or something. <laughs> <laughs> Like every emo band from uh, the early 2000s. You know, it's funny because that's how I feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and it, it's, but, but the thing I love is that if you do Zoom or whatever WebEx or whatever conference you're doing with work, um, I'm seeing more and more people rocking the hat and everyone's cool with it. I'm like, you know, like, yeah. do it. Thank you. Thank you for not being a dick and being like, why are you not business casual? Like, dude, this is, 
Let me just put it this way. My lineup is so crooked, my hat won't even sit on straight, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Zoom, uh, should we be on here? I feel like we got people listening. The fans are watching. Well, I don't know. Nothing's going to (laughs) get – like, I mean, maybe your nudes get leaked at this point. Let me let me yeah. let me put you guys on game real quick. Right. Um, if if you're using something for free, yeah. you are not you are not the customer. You're the product. Yep. So they are collecting as much data, you know. And the biggest lie I ever told is I accept these current terms and conditions. So, yep. uh, mm-hmm. you know what they what are they tracking? I don't know. Probably everything. Probably know they they know more about us. I'm watching Westworld season three right now, bro. They know more about us than we ever would have thought. There's a what paper it, trail. They they just shoot you emails every day of the synopsis of the episode you haven't watched yet. You're like, right. The yeah. weirdest thing is when it's like something that I I don't think I said out loud, but it was in like I was thinking about it, and then that pops up. That is what freaks me out because I'm like, I didn't say anything about that to anyone, and now here it is on my advertisements. Hey, that'll happen sooner than you sooner than you think, man. Oh yeah, we'll be fully integrated. Yo, so what's yep. everybody's uh, what's everybody's like? Leave the house and go to uh, like a Target or a Walmart or a grocery store. Like, what's that ratio looking like these days for you guys? Like once a once week, a week. once a, like week. a couple a couple of times, you know, maybe once a day. Dude, I am awful right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it low because I don't want everyone hearing what I got to say right now. But I've gone to the grocery store more now than I did before the quarantine. Holy of course. Shit. Uh, it, it's like it's the only I, thing I to do. Well, I keep forgetting stuff. And I'm like, shit, got to go back. And then I come back and Heidi, my wife will go, oh, well, I need this. I'm like, fuck, you mean I got to go back to the grocery store again? So, yeah, I've been going to the grocery store maybe a good at least once a day. For the last 14 days, I have gone to the grocery store once a day. I Shout out like, to Cox Farm. Yeah, I, feel yes. like, I feel like Nissan would love to, to do this as a ad, like in the quarantine. Like, like everyone's like, it's a bummer, but they can't wait to jump in their Nissan and drive to the grocery store like two times and, and, a day. And, and I'll, be walking past people, I'll be walking past people and, and I'll like see them coming. I'm doing the whole like head bobbing and turning my head. Like I won't speak to anyone. Um, and I'm holding my breath. I don't know if holding my breath helps at all, but I literally hold my breath when someone walks past me. I go, <gasps> and they no, walk past. I, so it I don't know. If, can, can you breathe I, this in? I don't know. It's a, I think it, so. Yeah. I feel like a white woman clutching her purse. Like every time somebody comes close <laughs> to me, I'm like. <laughs> I, that's where I am, man. I'm living the life of a white woman right now. I how, it here. how does it feel, Juan? It's scary, man. It is. Yeah. It's kind of scary. I, I everyone is an there. enemy. Everyone. Do you, do you, everyone's a threat. yeah, do you suddenly uh, somehow uh, relate a little bit more to the white woman? Like, I see what they mean now because I see someone, I see someone with a mask on their face, I get all nervous now, I start sweating. So, I, I get it now. So, I'm sorry for all you white ladies that I judged. I apologize. <laughs> what, yeah, what? I, I see a struggle here. I had this moment last Monday because I've been going on Mondays uh, to the grocery store, and uh, I wore last week, I wore this like yellow bandana. So, I'm like a 6'6, six, six, like 225, uh, like dude. In, in full sweats with a mask on, just my eyes showing. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I look intimidating as hell. People would be getting out of my way if I came in here too. Dude, like, it, this would be illegal for me to walk around like this uh, before the quarantine. I need the produce. Where's the lemons? I need, where's the lemons at? It's going to be like the new norm. Like pretty soon, uh, like, uh, I don't know, p- pick a show. Um, what's, what's the geeky show that's like always number one? What? The, the geeky. Felicity. No, Felicity. What the <laughs> I'm hell? I'm sorry, we're talking about white women I don't, I don't no, no no but i was saying like <laughs> jesus gilmore, gilmore girls yeah no i was just gonna say pick, pick a show like uh big bang theory like yeah that show or, or shows going forward where uh 
wearing masks is now like the new the, uh, that's what yeah. people do well like, they might make it they might make it a, you know um a, a, basically a law that we we're gonna have to wear masks and that's that, that's in, they're in talks of it right now that we may have to in order to leave the house we may have to wear a mask yeah how many diamond studded masks will the oh Dallas girl? Gucci, Gucci, Gucci's coming out. Oh Louis Vuitton's gonna come out with their own mask. Supreme, Supreme already has one. It has Supreme. Oh yeah, that's right. It, so. The mask I remember, like Kanye went on that tour a few years ago, and he's wearing those Margiela masks with like just the, the full face coverage and the, and oh, the yeah. diamonds and the crystals <laughs> yeah. and stuff, like Swarovski crystals. That shit was tight. Have, have you seen the hack where it's like um, underwear? You get like underwear and you put it on your you like do like this weird thing so it's like boxer briefs what, ki what kind of under oh, okay boxer briefs yeah and you put okay. it in yeah. your like you're like it's like it looks legit but you're wearing underwear on your face so the so, whitey tighties won't work out is that what you're saying i, I don't know I, I don't i don't think that works. i want to say though <laughs> like think about this like i'm first of all i'm glad i'm not in those facebook groups that are putting out these underwear videos <laughs> i feel good about my life choices the second the second thing is like a, a hijab are like people who are like anti-muslim are they just like getting kicked in the face right now because like the, per <laughs> per the perfect coronavirus defense is a hijab i was, just, I, like, I was thinking the same like thing. The, the muslims have been like uh we we've we've been ready for this for years and they use bidets dude like that bidet bidets and hijabs they were yeah. ready for this bro they were bidets the, the, covering themselves up going on long walks after work to where i'm like why are you guys always now i'm like I see. Now it. you get it. Now well, you here's get it. here's here's another thing that they drink like really hot warm water before they eat because it helps their respiratory and it helps their digestive system, which is one of the things that they're saying that we should be doing now yep. is drinking more warm liquids because it helps our respiratory. Yep. Man, the Muslims had it figured out a long time ago. We need to introduce Rob. Yes, Rob Howe. He is a man of many skills. Rob, first of all, he's a man of skill of being tall. I feel like that's a skill. It's kind like of annoying. That, you know, very, can't teach that. honed it over my entire, yeah, you, my entire you, life. You honed your height. Uh, Rob was a college basketball player. Uh, so, we, you know, a baller. Which one? Don't, don't tell me short, bro. I played for money, son. I played pro, dog. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever let that Ooh. escape your mouth again, bro. I played, let I these played motherfuckers know. I like it. <laughs> let them know. If, if, if you're good at something, don't do it for free, right? No. Uh, Rob's also a, an entrepreneur. He, uh, he, he owns a business, an advertising agency. Uh, he is a comedian, an improvisational uh, superstar. You're in what? Oh. You were in like four or five troops. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But the main troop that I think put, put a lot of us on the map was a, a troop called Broprov. Uh, and Broprov was the door that opened up for bros to have a voice in the improv community. And that was Rob Howe. And you can't, uh, to even take any credit for that would be a total tr a sham and travesty mm. on my part. Uh, but I think that really was the door that opened up uh, you and I's friendship, Brent. Uh, obviously, uh, shout out to the San Francisco Rose, uh, RIP. RIP. Yeah, um, that was a good spot. But, uh, you know, mm. you know, what was it like four years ago, St. Patty's weekend? We, yeah. uh, we got out there, we were doing a bit for a podcast for oh, partially yeah. related. Wow. And, and, the thing, uh, and it was a good bit. The thing about it is it got ruined because of the wind, but it sparked what would then go on to be uh, Broprov, not only good on stage, but the marketability aspect of bro proud is time. really set it in motion and i think you know it has created opportunities for other bros who didn't see themselves represented in improv troops you know uh, there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of bro representation 
Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> to be an, to be an improviser, you would. Love. To be an improviser, you would think it's you know somebody that's a, you know kind of a, a little bit of a hipster, kind of quiet, likes to play hacky sack, maybe you know probably drinks smart. an IPA, smart, uh, quiet. But then on stage, they just unleash all this stuff that you're like, holy shit! Like I, this person, they internalize everything and put it on stage. For a bro, sometimes you put it all out there in the real world, and then you have to do it on stage. Tough to do. But somehow the you know the bros have managed to, to to close the gap there. Yeah, you know you see we've seen a lot of other bro troops, uh, a lot of bros that have uh, come up to me after and say, "Hey man, I'm just glad that I, I don't feel alone anymore in this in this community. <laughs> you know? I don't feel I don't feel excommunicated. I see myself in uh, in what you're doing. So uh, yeah, I mean, and you even posted the video a couple basically a week ago now, maybe a little bit longer, like uh, some of the short films and just little uh, you know sketch ideas. Uh, and then turned into uh, obviously you know turned into deep bro films and now uh, bro exotic dude. Hey man, the the bro will live forever. We got, we've got four bros here, uh, bros doing different things. But one thing that we all relate to is we're bros. And I think that you know you know it, it used to have a like oh bros or whatever, especially when Jersey Shore and all that stuff was out. But I think if you look past the fact of the gym tan laundry, all that, there's more to a bro than just the exterior. A bro has a mindset of being a bro. They see a bro and they're like, what's up? They go after what they want. And uh, ultimately, they just want to be funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And just respected. You know, above, respected. Above I will say this. As a bro, because I do, I think I'm a bro, uh, we – Hit the, this is a safe space. Justin. Gym a lot. Yes, we hit the gym a lot, right? And so we're in shape. We're like, but with this whole coronavirus thing, it's like the people who are in shape, the people who have good immune systems, those are the ones who are like, okay, right? A lot so of I'm bros, like, wow, a lot of bros, a lot of bros are not sick. If you do a poll of who's been catching the coronavirus, I feel like yep. the low man on the totem pole is, is the bro. Juan, when you hear the word bro, what like what do you think what it like what's your a what's your first thought and then also b what would your sort of definition of a bro be so i'll explain the evolution of bro Love so at, at, there was a time where bro was considered a good thing like if you were a bro that means you would officially have you know gone past the friend level you're now a bro so it's like you you are now cl as close as bro means brother brother so yeah. therefore you know, there was a time where there was friends and then that was your bro. Cause that guy was closer. That's the guy that, you know, you got into some serious shit with mm -hmm. and you guys did, you guys helped each other and got out of it. The bro is the one that lets you come and crash at his apartment. You know, that was a bro. And, and there was then, like a certain threshold too. Like you couldn't just go in and be bros. Like you had no, to cross no. that threshold from like yeah. friend to bro. Test. Like, yeah. There's, and, there's and a you test. Have to go through, yeah. You have to go through some shit together. Like that, that was the thing. It wasn't like just having fun and partying. You had to go through some shit. Like something bad had to happen. And that other person that got you through, he is now a bro. He, has, he yeah. had your back. Yeah. yeah. And that means regardless of whatever happens at that point, you guys will always be bros. Even if y'all don't get along, even if you go to different schools, you play against each other, he's still going to be your bro. That's where the bro code came from. But then in the 90s and the 2000s, and, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, the Jersey Shore came out. And then that bro oh. thing, bro turned into something different. And and then it, and then it became this ugly thing. So then you hear the word bro, 
is almost a negative connotation to it. So it's like, wait a minute, bro used to be a good thing. So now I can't call my old bros that I called bros back in the day. I can't call them a bro now because almost disrespectful. Damn, that's yeah, deep. There was some yeah. tough PR for bros there for a while. Uh, really yeah. tough. Yeah. 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 I was a bro apologist. Yeah. When, yeah. Did, when did when did when did that happen though? Like what like what time did that like really hit where it was like bro like kind of it was a negative uh, It was that Jersey Shore I think yeah. that Jersey Shore era really started the whole bro thing to a negative. All of a sudden bros became you had to be roided up, you know, you had to be douchebag, roided up and then that made you a bro. You know what I mean? I was like, "Well, no, 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 no. They can't take that name. There were bros way before that." You know, so it, yeah, so it, it just kind of, it just kind of turned into something that's so ugly, and then it, the media took it, and then social media took it, and then I don't know if we could ever get it back. Maybe we should try get bro back. Bring bro back. Bring bro back. Yeah, bring bro. Bring bro back. Bring bro. Bring uh, bro, bro back. Yeah, triple B, and not this. <laughs> this one will not star Vin Diesel. I don't know no, if he, you know, triple X. Who, who, who's, who's, Hollywood's number one bro? You're thinking about the, uh, the, the balls, the, the triple B. We can't take their logo anymore. So, mm. oh, big baller brand, big, big baller, baller brand. brand. Yeah. Oh, man. They took it already. R- what R- a R- promoter. Though. What a promoter he is. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Who, who's Hollywood's number one bro? <clears throat> Who is Hollywood's number one bro? Uh, Dwayne Johnson. I, I think I think I think Dwayne Johnson represents a subset of bro, but I don't think he's like peak bro because I think he is that like he's like waking up at four thirty. He's he's a man. Like, yeah, he got pyramid. responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, he's a man's um, man. That's and I think favorite. like um, I don't know, man. Uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Chris Kyle LaBeouf. I, uh, Chris, I feel like Chris, Chris Pratt is, Chris is bro-ish. Oh yeah, Chris Pratt is a yeah. He he's he's broish. Um, oh man, that's good. I feel like. Would you say Shia? No, I think Shia is way too artistic. Way too yeah. artistic. Yeah. I think, but uh, I'm brilliant. I'm artistic. I think Zach Efron. He might be. A not, are you comparing Jesse? Zach. You comparing yourself to Shia LaBeouf? No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> uh, but Zach, but Zach is for sure. Zach, He's a bro. Yeah. Efron think, for sure. Shirtless, Efron for sure. Yeah. Abercrombie dude. Yeah. I, Lots man, of sit-ups. I, I, yep. I feel Lots. like, <laughs> man, I feel like there is. Mm-hmm. There's somebody out there that I'm thinking. Chris Pratt, I think, is is perfect because. Because let me let me let me give you my like in defense of Chris Pratt as a bro while you're thinking. So like Chris Pratt as a bro, we have uh, a guy before he was like a little bit out of shape but still lovable. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, he was, uh, he, he, and then good. there comes a point in every bro's life where he meets his lifelong mate, the gym, uh, and <laughs> and he starts to see what what luxuries the gym provides him. Right all, right. all of a sudden, you know, Chris Pratt does a couple bro things. He gets divorced. Uh, it's he, good. you know, he maybe makes some, <laughs> he maybe makes some insensitive comments to the media, uh, you know, uh, about, about, you know, his, his church or whatever the case is. Uh, but now he's cut up. He's a Hollywood leading man. Yeah. He uh, has, has he, has he done all or all the things that he does good? Maybe not, but that's okay. You know, you got to take bros with a grain of salt. You know, there's some of that you got to bring, you know, you got to come as you are. And I think Chris Pratt embodies that. I, I yeah. think I may I have the goat. I think I may have the goat of the bros though. Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Ooh, yeah, oh, yeah, he is the goat. No. He keeps a goat. rare, a rare 20, 25 and unders at all times. <laughs> um, doesn't say much in his interviews. And sometimes it's like a group of like eight of them. Yeah, eight. Like, like, like Dan Balzeri or whatever, it, but, it's, yeah. but it's DiCaprio. Yeah, which I don't like Dan. Then sometimes he's out of shape, but he's still rock because he's, you know, he's a bro. 
he doesn't say much in his interviews, but I wonder though if his skill of being such a good actor outweighs that because he's, a, you know what I mean? Like he's just a little too deep to be. Yeah. A pro. Almost falls into that artistic category. Right. Yeah. You know, like, well, so I would, I would say Mark Wahlberg would be uh, on the Mount Rushmore uh, bros. That's good. Sure. Yeah. That's good. He's an OG. That's he's good. the guy yeah. who uh, he would go into like a concert or whatever and pull down his pants and be in his yeah. underwear and just be like, what's up? And he's yeah. jacked and ripped and like, what's up? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's smart, but not too smart. I think smart, he's not too smart. Yeah, a bros. yeah. yeah. Come on, come he's, on. He's smart enough to know when to tone his broness down. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that might be that might be number one. Yeah, I think he's number one. I think it also he helps that he has a li- like a literal famous brother, so you we get to see him as a brother already. Oh yeah, so, he's a bro. You know, oh, so we wow. get to see like. You know, we see we see his like, yeah, wow, this guy could be my bro. Look at him Rob. with his brother. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, <laughs> and then point, what's Rob. what's funny is that his brother is the less you know popular bro, but he almost wants to be a bro too hard to where Marky Mark is the bro. But you know? at the start, he was the he was yeah he was the a guy. guy right, and then he was like, oh, you, hey, what's going? On? But you know, Mark Wahlberg was a part of New Kids on the Block when it first started, and he decided yeah. he didn't want to do it. He's like, eh, I don't want to do this. This is I don't want to do it. I'm too big. Uh, I, got well, I, I will be. Yeah. He's yeah, like 15. I'll, I'll, he was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I got yeah. the funky bunch. Uh, yeah, me too big. Who do you think? Uh, let me just ask you guys this. Do you guys know who Donnie Wahlberg is married to right now? Ooh, no. 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 Yeah. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. I, yeah. man, as a this is, young pre oh my God. boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, oh man. Yeah, and I, we, we said this, uh, it was like three podcasts ago. We were talking about Love is Blind. I don't even know how long ago it was because since this quarantine, yeah. no one knows what day it is. No one knows what time it is. No one even know. We all we know is that we finally got through the year of March. But singled out was yeah. the original oh, yeah. "Love Is Blind" and the much more fun because you know everyone knew uh, what it was really about. You know, yeah, like, they cut to the chase. It was it was really about physicality and you know what was going to happen after they left the set. Hey guys, I got to ask you a question. Jenny McCarthy or Carmen Electra? Ooh. And, then, See, and those, that's a generational thing, man. That's a generational same, thing. Same, yeah, same. You, you'd have to go consult my uh, 2004 Kazaa searches, or my, <laughs> uh, you know, I, just to get accurate data I, on that. And that's how my family computer got the coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I say, I say we go, we even the playing field. We go 1997. Jenny McCarthy or Carmen Electra, because I think that's when Man. they were both at their peak. Man. And what you had was Carmen Electra, the much more hot, uh, sensual, sexual, oh, so like, sexual. you know, whatever. Jenny yeah. McCarthy, just as hot, but she was funny. Although Carmen yeah. Electra, and I think, proved that she, she likes she had the little part, bit. too. She, she was I think both very, both, both very talented, both very yeah, both attractive. Are t- yeah. uh, I think different personalities. Though. I think you got, like, Carmen Electra is very edgy, makes you feel dangerous, but also safe, uh, yeah. you know. She married Dennis Rodman at one point, I think. For yeah. So do you know so. who discovered her, though? Fucking Prince. Well, Prince, yeah. What well, can't that guy do? Her. Like, yeah. like uh, I got to go with okay. Carmen. Well, then now go we, we set the bar at 97. We set the, uh, the attributes of both. Who's everyone choose? Carmen Electra all day. I have a I'm gonna go, I, I, poster that I used to have in my room as a prepubescent. I think I'm going to go J-Mac. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, gonna, only if only for staying wow. power. If only for staying uh, power. Staying power. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go with Jenny because I feel like that we can go to a gala and she'll be the hottest girl in the room, and then we can go to a sports bar and she'll put a baseball cap on and still be the hottest girl in the room. Versatile, right. versatile. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Play offense and defense. That's versatile. right. That's right. Prime time. Got to play both sides of the ball. I'm gonna see if I could pull a Houdini and get them both. <laughs> so you're prince so that's yeah, yeah. Trying to be prince. <laughs> yeah. yeah she one will be purple the other will be rain like it mm. yeah no i think if i if i really did have to, i think i would probably go jenny mccarthy I, I agree with uh the what you said uh juan as far as uh you, you can go go to the nightclub uh the gala or you can just go to a sports bar and all the times you'll laugh and all the times you'll be watching people they're like I want yeah. her. Right. You know, so. Yeah. I mean, she's clearly uh, like, she's married to Donnie Wahlberg, like happily married as far you know, as this quick Google okay. search can show. Uh, so it's like, she's not in it for the money. Uh, and she's yeah. not in it for good looks. Well, are you forgetting well, I, uh, Wal- Wahlberg's burgers or Wal- Wahlberg's? Wahlberg's? Yeah. That's the other brother. So it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but I showed you guys the video. Um, I showed you uh, Donnie Wahlberg's video of, of Joe Exotic. Um, that was Jenny McCarthy in the uh, tiger outfit. Oh really? That he was slapping around? Yeah, I didn't. That I was her. Think I saw yeah. the video. Actually. I, I, I saw it. it. I saw it. Send it in the group chat. No, because yeah. every video I've seen, every time I see a video, I just say to myself, "This is why I've been saying we got to do this right now." Hey, and so we wh- got it done, bud. I know, but and we but, got it, bud. You know, this is uh, yeah. drop it tomorrow, bud. This is why I say you got to get it done. And we had conversations about this, uh, not yeah. with not with uh, I, Rob and I had some one-off conversations, but but I definitely had some with Juan. Yeah. Um, about kind of the content that we were pushing on is like, oh man, is this too soon? Like people no. are dying. Perfect. Um, which which terrible. Like this this whole thing has been nuts, and we'll talk about it in a bit, but yeah. at the same time, when the iron is hot and it's never been hotter on a documentary, uh, that features a character that I don't even know if you can create this character. The no, only character, I don't think you can. Like, no. you, you have to literally take Lieutenant Dango from nine, uh, Reno 911 oh, and Dangle. Kenny Powers, put them together, and There's then new boo goofing. And then add somebody else that no one would even know with all the other antics, and then you have this character that it just couldn't be created. Uh, three weeks in a row. Like, so Netflix uh, changed its UX. That, it now has a different rating category. It has the top 10 in the U.S. today. And mm-hmm. since they debuted that category, there's been one immovable Number one, immovable Tiger, Tiger King, God. Yeah. and they're releasing a new unseen episode this week. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah, I'm that's, sure they're going to they get everything that fell on the bottom, uh, fell on the floor, and just start putting pieces together to see if they can uh, recreate that. I mean, I was told that there might be a, a, a another documentary series coming soon. So, yeah, I heard that uh, too. Yeah, they're going to they're they're try to pull something out of the hat. He's going to try and get yeah anything. I, he can get. I like so. I guess let's just get into Tiger King. What I, what I like about Tiger King is that you can clearly tell, especially now that like I've gotten into to making, I haven't done a documentary, but gotten into making films. And Rob and I have done a bunch of this stuff. Juan, you've done this uh, in your past. So everyone's very familiar with the film game and especially the business side of things and advertisement and, and what sells. And as I think as they started doing this, I'm pretty sure that they had in their mind what this was really going to the angle and they, they saw who would sell more, who will be more dynamic focus on the tiger King, right? There was mm-hmm. 
four different people they could have yep. focused on. The, the most crazy of all was the, the original Scarface who was featured for like 10 minutes. He mm -hmm. was too boring. He yeah. like, you know, it just was what he was. Antle could have done a whole documentary on him, but he's so smart. And after a while, you're like, all right, I'm bored. Carol, she's clearly a lunatic. But at the same she's time, like if I have to listen to her stuff for eight episodes, seven episodes, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. kill me. Joe, they found the fucking gold mine, focused on him, focused everything around him to where at the end of it, he may have been the worst person and he is a hero. And Carol, <laughs> who thought she was doing it for something else, she's a villain. Mm -hmm. And these other guys who aren't any better than Joe are just kind of like, you know, part of it. So like, I think like they... That's the beauty of it. I, I, they did a perfect job of finding what would make everyone come together. And oddly enough, everyone came together over this stupid documentary. And this well, because there's, I think there's, there's interesting. Let's talk about Joe Exotic, the character. There's many layers to this man. Uh -huh. uh, some are like, you know, it's clear, like black and white, like good, bad, like, you know, clearly raising tigers and like, you know, acquiring them on the, the black market or, you know, the big cat market is, uh, is bad. But uh, there's also a good thing. Like he's finding these people that are like homeless. He's helping them. He's taking yeah. them in, yeah. he's giving them work where nobody else, giving them purpose. You know, also, you know, people are getting hurt. That's not good. Yeah. Um, in like, in terms of like redeemable qualities, like Joe doesn't really do anything, at least that they show on the show that makes him like, totally unredeemable mm. he's still like a guy that is it, like he's trying his best he's just like trying to make it like everybody else and he yeah he's crazy harebrained like lunatic but that makes him unique uh and he lives and loves and you know his life is just a, a product of his choices which are all eccentric so you know i i, I don't know it's, it's it's a really interesting place to be because you know now it's like you know kim kardashian and kanye are like lobbying for joe's you know release and so it's like you know this is a, a weird uh, we're living in a weird time like is joe exotic does he deserve to be in jail or did he get set up by the fbi and took the fall for a bunch of other people just because you know it's like look at this guy we can make him the fall guy you know what do you guys think i mean i feel like he genuinely like him and the uh tigers have this relationship like he loves them like you can it's pure it's very it's not, sexual too yeah 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 actually yeah and how do you say that yeah i, I want to hear one these take. people for sure fuck with tigers for sure <laughs> absolutely Juan, i, I, I want to hear your take on on everything on this yeah me too because i because I, because I, I have a theory of why this is the way it is but I, but i'll go after you as far as I mean, as far as the the show in itself, or you mean Joe as a as a person? Both. Well, I mean, like I said, when it comes to the show, I mean, you just you, like you say, you got to find the most interesting thing. I mean, you're you're in this to get publicity, you're in this to make money, you're in this to get exposure. Joe was the like I said the character that you couldn't create. You couldn't make up this guy. This guy, everything he did made you go, "What the fuck?" You know, and exactly. That is your perfect documentary. I mean, if you're every episode, you're like every part of his life relationship like nothing was simple nothing was just okay that's normal everything was like are you fucking kidding me like he could even do a funeral right like he, he could or maybe he showed us how to do funerals right <laughs> <laughs> my 
I, I think Joe is getting the quote unquote, the, the harsher end of the stick, so to speak, is because he had influence. I mean, the man ran for governor and came in third place. Ran you for know, president. The, I mean, so it's like as crazy as he was, he had the ability to get people to actually listen to him and follow him. Not to sound like anyone that might be president right now, but I'm just saying, you know, he had the ability of getting people attention. And when he spoke, people listen. And the last thing you want to do is give someone like that power. Because who the hell knows what can create from that? So this this is their way of shutting them up, and uh, it's very ironic that he has the coronavirus. Hmm, very very ironic. That's all I got to say. Yeah, about I I, w- I, I want to go into that, but here so here's my theory on why he is, especially after these videos have been surfacing, some that make him look worse than the you know the documentary did. Um, but what I think that, and I think this is more of an American thing. And maybe I'm wrong here, but I I just think that what we gravitate towards and what we love is when you see somebody that is just so uh, apologetically themselves, like Mm -hmm. they're just them. This is who they are. They admit to their mistakes in the past. They, you know, you see them, they talk about, you know, whatever, like we're all about the redemption story, second chances, blah, blah, blah. But when somebody is just, this is who I am and and that's all I'm ever going to be like it's captivating because for the most part, most people live their lives. Not that way. They live trying to showcase the best version of themselves. Whereas he wasn't. Think of the most polarized people, the most famous people in the world. They are always people that either you hate them or you love them. Like it is, it is always like you have a strong feeling. You mentioned the Kardashians. Think about it. Either you love them or you can't stand them. You know, Donald Trump, um, Terrell Owens, you know, just Deion Sanders, the name, it goes on and on and on. It's like you either love them or you hate them. Those are the most polarizing and the most famous people on yep. the planet. You got to have those feelings. You can't be in the middle. If you're in the middle, then you're not going to get the publicity that these other people get. And what's funny is I feel like since, wa- since watching the documentary and, 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 you know, doing my bit, coming, you know, becoming Joe, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But just seeing not even that, but all the memes and just everything on Instagram, Facebook, it's not just like uh, it's not like just like older white trash white people. Like it's everyone. It's younger people. It's older people. It's black. It's white. It's it's yeah. every race, every sexual. Like he's well, literally this guy that everyone is like, yo, I fuck with this guy. Well, yeah. and I, and I think that actually can help us kind of transition into a little bit more of the like thinking about the analysis behind the times we're living in. So right now, Netflix is like the great equalizer. So sure. there, there's no better ad platform than being promoted on Netflix number one yep. screen yep. Uh, mm. because they, you know, they don't have ads per se on Netflix. They don't sell advertising, but they use their data to promote series and videos and movies to people who watch them. So we all got Tiger King like day one. Cause they're like, yeah, these motherfuckers love this stuff. They're going to, and they're going to talk about it on podcasts. They're going to make memes out of it. This is for kids, adults, like race, creed, whatever. This is the, this is the shit. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it would be as big if, it, if we weren't quarantined? That, you think the quarantine mm, has a lot to do with question. I, I think, I think we, what we saw was, this was like the 2011 Mavericks. You know, just the timing. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it just, it, they, they hit it. They came together at the right time for the right period. You know, they went through, they went through a tough road, trailblazers, Lakers, two-time champions, Orlando, who has three freaking MVPs now scattered across the league. And then the Heat, which was the original super team. Right. And all they had was Dirk. 
the shaggy haired blonde guy, Joe Exotic. Joe and Exotic. So, yes. You know what they had was Jason just, Kidd too. They they just had a perfect. <laughs> it was perfect timing. I I you know if they released this a year ago, I think it still would have gotten a lot of pub because no one can resist a country flamboyant gay mulleted <laughs> redneck like that. But at I, least now we know that because we've never seen one like this before. So I guess now yeah. we know that the country can't resist it. He's like, I'm, I'm a gay gun toting yeah. you know, Republican. Just, yeah. <laughs> I love how he's him. That like, that is yeah. him. 100%. That is who he is. You know, that that's unapologetic. But, but I think this will go down in history. This is like when you try to say, uh, could Kobe have taken on Michael? Well, you know, those yeah. are two different time periods. Yeah. Could this have made it three years ago? Different time. I, I, I do want to say, though, I want to weigh in on Juan's question, though, because I think it's important. I do think that the quarantine played a part in how quickly it spread. But I will go on record. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, but I believe that the documentary itself is objectively good. It, uh, it's really great work. And it's just a testament to that, that, uh, you know, good for them. They got lucky during this time to be like, you know, alongside Chick-fil-A and Amazon is like some of the only companies and brands that are like going way up right now. Yeah. yeah. That, and who would have thought that, you know, Chick-fil-A, I mean, it'll always be a mainstay. Amazon runs the world and now Joe Exotic. <laughs> and he was right under our nose. We never even knew. Like, had I known who he was and what this was four years ago, you better believe I would have driven up. Oh, absolutely. To, to, well, to see this. So let's talk, about that. let's talk about that too, because like we, we were talking about, you know, now you can make it from Trinity Mills to downtown in 12 minutes, which is, uh, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I hear people driving down, because I live right by 30. So I hear people just like, open it all the way up on 30 because yep. there's nobody else that's just you know it's like out there but uh i feel like you know you drive past see like right past windstar if you're going to oklahoma city you see like mm-hmm. the the signs for the, the ranch right w ranch or yeah. whatever and instantly in your mind you're like this can't be cool like this gotta yeah. be oh yeah like, it's, it's gotta tigers be and, tigers in cages like i don't want to see that i don't want to see like illegal breeding like, yeah. and all that stuff but you know, a lot of people went there, you know, like Shaq, you know, there was the video of Shaq going there. He's like, yep. yeah, like my family. Rachel Star. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, even friends of ours, like, uh, the, you know, who took family trips. Like, I think, you know, if I had lived closer when I was a kid, like my mom surely would have taken us to see those big cats. Like, because there's some sort of family element, uh, you know, to a zoo. You know, people just look at it and they say, oh, well, all zoos are the same. They're all regulated. You don't think that there's people whose arms got bit off and are just homeless eating meat off a truck taking care of the animals. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting, you know, I think our, like, the internet and video and access has given us, like, behind the scenes looks at things that we just thought were on the level for a long time. And now we're seeing, like, damn, there's a, some shady shit that goes on behind the scenes with zoos. Speaking of Joe Exotic, so, um, We've taken it to another level. We've taken the bit. So I, I, somebody told me to watch this show. So I had a character that I created uh, three years ago, four years ago. Uh, Rob, I don't know, maybe three years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, Coach Dale Carl Jr., mullet, mustache, old 80s throwback, country accent. This is basically based off my dad. I've been doing this forever. So this is a character that I had that I've been pushing. And then, so somebody told me, they were like, dude, you got to watch this show. This guy is a mix of that guy plus, you know, this, whatever, whatever. So I watch it. And as I'm watching, I'm like, okay. And then I don't know, 30 minutes in, I'm just like, this is, this is the character I was, I was born to play. Like I have to, I have to be this guy. I got to turn into this guy. 
And so we've, so we've started doing bits. And so we decided to, to make a music video. So his hit song here, Kitty Kitty, um, which not a bad song. Not a bad song. He's got Honestly, it sounds like young Alan Jackson, to be honest. Yeah, Honestly, he, it's done very well. It's not bad. No, it's good. It, yeah, so, so I see that, and I think um, there's no better time to capitalize on this. So we read a, I, I read a, a spoof song called uh, Go Rona Rona, Here Kitty Kitty Go, you know, whatever. So we get Daniel to, to sing it. Jesse, Jesse produces it, uh, gets the beat right. We film a music video yesterday uh, along with the social distancing aspect the fact that you know seeing people out there doing this this could have caused a massive just a shitstorm you know so we go out there and we're, we're filmed we're all dressed up but uh, uh, jay is playing doc antel on the uh, keyboard we got jesse in a tiger uh, outfit playing the drums we found all this hay all these bales of hay we made a stage joe is there playing a electric guitar and people like so we do it in front of this mural it's over in uh, the design district that was done by a, a you know a couple of uh, uh local artists and it's amazing it's joe with the the tiger so as we're doing it you know one thing we're worried about is if cops see us are they going to come over because now you get a thousand dollar ticket you get arrested if you're you know social I don't, not just opposite social distancing. Gathering. Non-distancing. <laughs> right. So we were a little worried about that. Uh, it was supposed to rain. It was cold. So we're doing it. And so one car pulls up to, to originally take a picture and, and instead they want us in it. And then it just becomes a thing as we're doing it. I shit you not, at least 30, maybe 40 cars yeah. stopped in to take pictures of us and that. And all of them were like, no, please get in the picture with us. Um, we're there. Cops. A cop, a, a legit cop, pulls around, and it's and it's him and another cop pulls around, and as they're driving past us, we're all like, "Oh Fuck, shit, we're, we're getting shut down." Here's the fuzz. Gets on the loudspeaker and says, "Carol Baskins did it." We all start laughing, <laughs> and then he just drives off. Nice, uh, awesome. Two Solidarity more, with police. Right. Two two other cops pull up, <laughs> and then we're like, "Up oh, here, here, this is the final one." They actually get out. They were going to take a picture of the mural. They took pictures with us. We even got them to uh, be a, a part of the video and arrest me at the end. Yeah. Uh, like, dude, it was just. And one of them was really hot. Yeah. yeah oh, man, that, she was cute, man. I said, yeah. I, said I, I thought they were playing. I thought you got two. No, I were friends. That's what I thought, Juan. No. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone was asking about this. Everybody. <laughs> I, I, haven't had, uh, I haven't had more DMs in, in ever uh, about, about the hot cop. But, yo, See, so, that, like, that's what I'm telling you, man. People, like, uh, it's a sex thing. They just like, you know, they, people want big guys that have big cats around, uh, <laughs> yeah. woman, male, woman, gay, straight, big cats are the, big uh, cats. the great equalizer. I think. Oh yeah, man. This is the, is probably this? the latest we've gone into. What are you drinking? Yeah. We're like an hour in and now we're yeah. talking about what are we drinking? <laughs> I've been like staring at it and just been like, what's going on with this? What's going on with this? Ask Rob. This is, uh, Rob, what is this? Yeah. So this is, uh, BSB, BSB. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet BSB Boys? Backstreet Boys is BSB okay. ba Brown Sugar Bourbon. It's okay. from Heritage Distillery, uh, which is in Gig Harbor, Washington. And this yeah. stuff, man, uh, it's got some big names behind it. Uh, it's got a little bit of marketing power. Um, you know, I think it's going to probably be in the same vein as like Aviation Gin uh, and okay. um, Casamigos, Avion as well. So these brands that like kind of come up out of nowhere, but you become very familiar with. Mm, um, this is it's one of your sweet customers. but not too sweet yeah it's one of my clients so yeah. i'm biased but uh 
you know, we're, we're working with them and the, you know, it's a really hard time for a lot of businesses right now, but alcohol yeah. is one alcohol that, is, um, is, is, is up actually. So people are, at saw home, that, are drinking more. Yeah. And I saw that Texas, uh, alcohol sales. We are number one. Damn right. Of course That's right. Damn hey, right. Ban- hey, banners. Baby. I will drink to that. Well, hey, cheers guys. Cheers. Yeah. The BSB. Brown sugar Cheers. bourbon. Yeah, pour up a little bit of that. It's uh, it's smooth. You can drink it. Uh, I've been drinking it on the rocks. Um, yeah. You know, you don't even really need to like muddle anything. It's kind of like tastes like an old fashioned because uh, it's a little bit sweet, but not too sweet. Um, That'll go good with know. a cigar. Yeah, it yeah. tastes. You know, it, it tastes like an old fashioned, like a breakfast old fashioned. Like it's got a, yeah. it's like got a pancake syrupy mm-hmm. uh, taste to it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, how did you? Um, so uh, again, so we have Rob Howe here. He is a, uh, a jack of many trades. He is the founder of uh, Diabetics Doing Things, a podcast that is, uh, well, it's, it's, it's climbed in the ranks. Where are you at now? Number one all time. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it's a podcast I've been doing for four years uh, about people with diabetes. And um, you know, there's 1.6 million people that live in the United States with type one diabetes, which is what I have. Um, and there's, uh, almost 30 million people that live with type two diabetes. So, you know, just creating a narrative that, um, you know, when people get diagnosed, they don't have to stop doing the things that they love. Don't yeah. have to stop chasing their dreams. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'm trying to tell as many diverse stories of people with diabetes as I can had, uh, the CEO of the American diabetes association on last week. So, wow. uh, you know, some heavy hitters of some, you know, top organizations, um, there's been some cool stuff coming out of the coming out of the quarantine. Obviously, this has stopped a lot of my speaking gigs uh, that I do because there's no events. But um, you know, people are trying to take events virtual. They're trying to evolve. They're trying to stay relevant. So I'm helping them with that. And uh, yeah, that's been really a really cool part of uh, you know really since that kind of bro discussion we had earlier about uh, you know 2016. That was when I really started doing that as well. And um, you know, I think I've traveled. I've been to 25 summits um around the world since then uh, alongside all the other stuff that i do with my my regular career um which is kind of how we got started on this with uh, with bsb but my company recreation dallas is an ad agency um and we're all working remote right now and and kind of going through the same struggles that other small businesses are going through but you know occasionally there's some of our clients like uh, like brown sugar bourbon that are doing great so i think what we're all trying to figure out is uh, you know, how do we evolve during this time where you know, people aren't buying things, people aren't going places, they can't in many, in many cases. And so how do companies evolve? I think this is really speeding up the last, you know, things that people said were going to happen between the next five and seven years about like working remotely and ordering for delivery and gig economy stuff. Like all those things have just happened in yeah. the last three weeks and yeah. uh, everybody's playing catch up. It's tough. And especially now. And I mean, I, you know, as a small business owner, um, I guess, what would your advice right now be not only to the small business, uh, you know, of staying afloat, but also the, the small business of keeping productivity up and, and, you know, adopting creativity and pushing, you know, the sales guys to, to be creative. What, what would your advice be to those guys? Well, first, first piece of advice to any small business owner is apply for the damn stimulus, get your application in, get your paperwork ready. Cause you're going to need it. And it's, uh, you know, the terms are good and you know, it's a good deal for, for a small business. So get your stuff in. Um, you know, there's no shame in it. Everybody's doing it. Uh, so that's one. Number two is like, uh, you know, now's the time to try stuff. Uh, nobody has it figured out. And I think if you can develop something that's, that is, uh, you know, 
a good plan and you have a theory and you have a way to execute it, um, you know, there's fewer, I think, barriers than ever because people are looking for a solution. And when you're looking for a solution, you know, a lot of the typical barriers to entry are, are blown away. Uh, there's new markets, there's blue oceans out there uh, because there's a lot of businesses that are really struggling. I, I heard this uh, story about a guy who just started a quick automation company for restaurants. He would just hook up their uh, you know, to connect their POS sales system to favor and like Uber Eats and stuff that they had never done before. He could do it automatically. So he was just selling those. And I thought, you know, there's a guy who's going to make probably, you know, a good amount of money this month from nothing just by being knowing and being able to take his skills and apply it to a solution in a real problem. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a bit, I think now's the time, uh, you know, like, just like you read all those stories about, um, you know, guys who took cash after the big, after the housing crisis in 2008 and, you know, earned back so much more the next year after everything, you know, came back. Uh, this is your chance to be part of one of those stories, I think is, you know, hey, I, during this crisis, I was able to, you know, I stayed up all night for two weeks, but I was able to, you know, make enough things happen where I built this company, you know, from scratch and, you know, here we are. So I think there's a lot of opportunity out there. I would just say if you're creative and you have a little bit of hustle, now's the time to try it. There's no reason, you know, what's holding you back? You got plenty of time. This podcast is damn near two hours. Like we got, we got time, you know what I mean? So yeah, if you're out yeah. there, uh, you sure. know, I'm, I'm, I'm right. cheering for people like that, man. Yeah. And that's something I've been preaching um, this whole time. I, you know, and I, t I said this last week, I said, uh, if you got anything to pitch to someone in particular, someone that you felt like they were always too busy to hear your pitch. I said, now is the time because they're not doing shit. They're, they're sitting yeah. in, they're sitting at home just like us. And, and in, in a couple of years, we're, yeah, in a couple of years, we're going to see someone accepting an Oscar and they're going to talk about, they wrote the screenplay when? During the quarantine. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's so, why we are going ham on all the yeah. content and then yeah, and I think you know, and I, music and the comedy. Yeah. On the other side of that, I think it's okay to not be as productive as you can at this time. Like, um, you know, it's very stressful. It's very, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can worry about. Sure. You know, take your time, take care of your mental, but uh, yeah, I agree. This is, there's more opportunity in chaos than there is in, uh, you know, in calm waters. Yeah, no, I think this is, this is going to be, it's, it's, it's revolutionary really. I mean, like this is going to be in textbooks, you know, kids, a uh, hundred years from now, um, you know, they won't have textbooks. They'll have, you know, MacBooks uh, in their eye that, you know, they put on glasses and it's in their eyeballs or whatever the case is. IMAX. Those are called the IMAX. They're already. Yeah. Out. The IMAC. <laughs> they, but they will, uh, that was good. Um, but they will talk about this time. And I think the companies that come out on top were either always recession proof, the Amazons, you know, the, the people that have always been pushing the envelope, being virtual, being cloud ready, as mm -hmm. this term has been going out, you know, since 2010 and before um, this, I, I think that is, you know, where people will flourish. But I also think that, I, I think that we're going to see video, social media, like just the bits that we've been doing as, you know, fun stuff on Instagram for years is going to be a thing that comes into business and is not so much weird as it is now it's, it's getting a, it's been getting different but you know rob like it, you're you're heavy on linkedin as well uh you, you know you see some of those sometimes and you're like uh this isn't facebook like what are you but i think that now going forward it's going to be a lot more of that personalized people you know trying to show who they are to push that narrative that 
can sustain, right? It's not yeah. the product, it's the person. Yeah, and in a time like this, there's nothing better to set you apart than something great. Like great, you make great content. Like you guys are putting all this effort, energy, production value into, into the, you know, the here go Rona Rona video. Yeah. Um, that's going to pay off because people mm -hmm. aren't putting that much time in. So no. you make something great and you can promote it and you can push it out, make something that people like at the right time. Who knows what can happen? Um, you know, people are making TikTok channels now and getting millions of hits on dances. You know, Drake put out that video, uh, the Tootsie Slide. That song it is was terrible. For, that song, dude, TikTok. It thank was you. Just for that song TikTok. is bad. That song I'm is bad. not good. Yes. But oh. it's not bad. It's not. It, it jams. The beat jams a little bit, and it, it's going to replace Cupid Shuffle at weddings it's from here until eternity. TikTok. He, and, 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 and there it is. Another another number one for Drake. Because yeah. his number one weapon has always been he understands the culture better than yes. anybody else. All right, so we got four four bros here. We got two single and two. I will say. To, you know, in a relationship, uh, I'm married and you're engaged. So we are what three weeks in the quarantine right now. What is something you know now that you didn't know three weeks ago about the person you're with, Rob? Something I didn't know. I think the interesting thing is that we have been actually getting along really well. Um, mm -hmm. I think we have our we had our rhythms before, uh, and. You know, we haven't had any big blow ups. We actually are laughing at people when they, you know, people's posts about their significant other or their spouse, yeah. or they're like, I didn't know that my husband was a let's, uh, let's follow up the next steps kind of guy, like on his yeah. business calls or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we know each other really well. Yeah. So fortunately, we haven't had uh, any issues. My biggest thing, though, that I realized about myself that really annoys my fiance is like sometimes I'll just be like on my phone and she'll, she'll roll up and like ask me something, and I will be just in like, I'm so one track minded i can't really multitask so i won't hear anything that she said but i'll look at her and i'll try to act like i heard her and oh. so now now like i used to be able to get away with that a little bit and now i cannot she knows like instantly <laughs> that i'm bullshit so uh, that's been a, i've had to take a couple l's and be like uh babe could you repeat yourself please because i didn't hear one word you said oh, that's, my, that's mine i think yeah well i think oh man we got that uh uh-huh yep yep oh yeah and, oh yeah, yeah. and i yep. like I, I do my best acting face like best listening yeah my mom repeat the last word that they say to let you know hey, yeah you're exactly listening. exactly yeah that that doesn't work so far so good uh we haven't really started to like get annoyed just by each other's breathing you know like will you stop all that goddamn breathing shit <laughs> you know, like we haven't got that bad yet so we're three weeks in uh now next week might be a different story but everyone was like oh my goodness man you guys just got married and now here you are like we had just talked about this before we got married that you know we don't get a chance to spend time with each other anymore we don't get a chance to have dinners anymore. Now we're getting all the damn dinners. Yeah. All the we're, damn breakfast. All the time we're, in the world. We're, we're cooking together. We're doing the whole <laughs> damn thing. Like I, I normally travel like this. The last six weeks, I would have been out of town every weekend except for one. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I like to go travel. I like to be out you know, doing stuff. I get a lot of energy from that. Uh, but it's also been nice. And, you know, she, uh, Erica has been like, hey, it's nice having you around. That's nice to hear. So yeah. I so, didn't know that that I, hasn't worn out yet. Yeah. So I, you know, I've joked about it, about like, oh, getting, getting away, whatever, getting away, getting away. But then last week she said, I'm just going to take a drive. I was like, what's wrong with me? Why you want to get away from me? I don't, what, what have I done? You know, <laughs> so I got offended. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be the one talking about getting away. Not you. I'm perfect. Why do you want to leave me? Um, so yeah, that, that hurt my feelings last week. And she said, I, I just need to walk. She, she just walked the other day. She's like, I'm, I'm going for a walk. I'm like, damn. 
I've so, gone a couple walks. I, I haven't gone on a drive yet, though, but I've been feeling like I've been needing to go fast. I need to do something. Go fast. All right, nice single guys. Yeah, yeah. What's, up, what's up? Where's your quarantine bay? What's going on? QB. QB1. Yeah, QB1. QB2. QB1. Uh, so, Jesse, right, I'll, I'll let you go first. No. Um, I have been uh, staying away from all quarantine-related uh, activities. Activities with females. So is that the mustache or is that? Uh, yeah, that definitely helps. It's okay. a deterrent. It's a deterrent for sure. Uh, but then I have this guy over here, and we just hang out, and we don't have to like get that close, and we don't have to exchange like fluids and stuff. So I mean, that's a win-win. Uh, no, I, I'm kind of. I don't want to hang out with the chick right now, in that way. I'm just. I don't know. I just don't want to get it. Are you just worried about coronavirus? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about the coronavirus. Oh, like, I know. That's, that's not what, that's <laughs> not what know. worries me. <laughs> so I'm not I worried about that. No, I, uh, for me, though, so it's been interesting. Um, I feel like, you know, like old, uh, old flings or whatever have been coming out of the woodworks. The DMs have been, been uh, hit you with the, the future text. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, hey, uh, the only thing about quarantine just made me think I quarantined my feelings too. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but it's even been, it, it's, been, it's been even crazier since I've been doing the, the Joe exotic. And it's funny. I was talking to a, a girlfriend of mine, and uh, she was like, oh, the, the mullet, like, oh, I can't, like, that, that would gross me out. Like, I couldn't see. And I was like, that's funny that you say that because for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but when I would do the coach and now when I'm doing jokes, the, the mullet and the mustache plays. I don't know what it is, but it especially plays now. But even then, like, thinking about it, it's like, well, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to, we have three options. Chill at my place, chill at your place meet in the middle six feet apart and walk I, I guess and talk like I don't know it's just a it's just a weird thing where it, it's I, I, I guess it's fun to talk but I don't think I don't think you're no one's going to really come out of this uh, on top of meeting someone during this time and you know having a thing I think it's just a, a probably more of being lonely and yeah maybe it's like distract distraction porn right like yeah it's just, just yeah it's just this you know it's a distraction but what I was going to ask you guys though is what would your advice be? Cause uh, you know, Juan, you're newly married um, and Rob, you're about to be married, but for the, the people that are kind of on that cusp of like either maybe they just got engaged or they're below that. They're thinking that they're living together. They're spending time together. What would your advice be to them to, to keep, you know, to keep the train rolling, to keep the positivity? Like, I don't know. What is it like? Um, give us, examples of like games you guys play or things that you do to like not get to the point of being annoyed and wanting out uh i think the biggest thing is like you got to find when you're you're like find your areas of separation i think like uh create like uh like juan was saying go to the grocery store go for a walk like you know get if you're feeling cabin fever or whatever like get out of your get out of your house a little bit walk around get some fresh air do good things for yourself exercise uh, that just takes takes your stress level down a little bit. Um, I think it's easy to start seeing the walls kind of close in on you. Uh, but, uh, you know, something for us is like, you know, just been being honest about how we feel, you know, day to day and not being afraid to say, you know, I don't feel like I don't feel that great today. I'm just going to nap all day. That was kind of what I was doing today. But uh, yeah, I mean, just 
being straight up, uh, also like love about Erica is that she doesn't want to be around me all the time. Uh, so I don't have to worry too much about like, oh, are we spending enough time together? It's like, there's distinct times where we are present and having a good time together and distinct times where we're apart and that's good for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with the honesty part, but I will go back even further. I'd go back to, you know, there's a reason why you guys are living together. There's a reason why you get married because you guys have found a bond. You guys have connected. We talk about finding the one, you know, I think a lot of times people go out and just find, okay, she's hot or he's hot or he has money. Let's do this. Let's make it work. I think it's very important to find the right one. And when it comes to the right one, it means find someone that you can be honest with, you can be open with, you can be genuinely yourself. You don't have to portray somebody. You don't have to be somebody. You don't have to act like somebody. You're just being yourself. And I think when you find that person that you can do that, being in this situation is really not that big of a deal. I mean, we can tell each other when we're getting bored. We can tell each other that, you know what, like she said, I mean, I was joking, but she can say, hey, I'm going to go for a walk. I don't get offended by it. She's like, hey, I need, I need to get away from you for a minute. Yeah. The other day, she, she told me I was sticking up the couch. So I was like, oh, damn. So, you know, I didn't get offended. She's like, hey, you're funking up the couch, you know? And so, you know, you can say stuff like that when you're with someone that you can truly be open or genuinely with. So, like, like you said, Brent or uh, Jesse, I mean, having a QB right now, you know, is probably not the right thing to do because I no. think no. then a couple of days after just banging for four or five yeah. you know, days in a row, you're going to get bored with each other and you're going to get like, okay, I, I might throw you off that balcony. Yeah. yeah and you, you look at substance, right? Like, uh, yep. you know, good relationships are built on substance. And sometimes that is just like, hey, can you keep yourselves entertained for more than two days? You know, it's easy to go on like a, you know, a vacation weekend, like where you're drinking all the time, breakfast, lunch, dinner, you're hooking up the whole time out by the pool, having these peak experiences. But then when you have none of that available, what do you have left? Um, you know, so it's, that's been a, that's good advice, Juan. That's good. That's stage wisdom right there. Yeah. I, I, I think the hard, I, I think the people that have the, the, the hardest right now are the people that were in the like beginning honeymoon phase. Um, and, and, and maybe either yeah. a just moved in or they're leaning that route or they just started whatever is like in yeah. that, like fun, just like everything, like nothing can be wrong. You know, like yeah. every kiss is great. The sex is good. All that stuff. You're just, you, everything you say is funny. I think right now, no one is being, funny no more. Yeah. No one's being tested more than those people because yeah. like that they, little like, cute, that little cute thing you did like four weeks yeah, ago is not, not funny cute. anymore. No, <laughs> not no cute anymore. everything is excelled. It's expedited to the point of like, you just went from we are in the honeymoon phase where this could last a year to now we've been together for like a decade. You guys remember yeah. that, that Kevin Hart bit where he talked about having time in, it was like four or five specials ago, like he and his wife, like you, you get to a point where you've got time in the relationship. Like you yeah, really yeah, yeah. know each other. Like yeah. everybody who's been living together for the last three weeks, that's like three years of time. Dude, absolutely. For sure. You know each other. So that's yeah, I think what you're going through. Relationships are just being sped up rapidly. And, and we talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago about women wearing makeup. And they were saying how they did a poll, how some women said it was like a year before their boyfriend saw them without makeup. And so, like you said, there's some, there's some couples out there that they may have never seen their significant other without makeup. And now you're noticing that, hey, her eyes are not shaped like the way that I thought they were shaped thanks to that makeup that she was using. <laughs> Erica, Erica did her eyebrows for a, for a video call the other day, just the eyebrows. Like she's like a note, like a really like meticulous, really great makeup artist. And yeah. uh, I was like, Oh, Hey, eyebrows. Okay. I see. <laughs> like walking around the house. Like it's a little bit different. <laughs> oh man. 
Well, hey, man. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, man. We sure appreciate it, brother. Yeah, this was fun, guys. I uh, always love chopping it up with you guys, and I uh, can't wait to see Go Rona Rona spreading throughout. Oh, my the, God. It's so good. Yeah. When, it hit, when it hits Barstool uh, Sports, bro, I'm going to like. Man, the beat, you have to hear it on a good set of headphones or maybe in the club. We will have this on YouTube. Um, just search. You, you'll be able to search Go Rona Rona. You'll Go find Rona. it. Uh, look up Brent Crable if you want to find my page to find it um, on Instagram. It'll be under uh, a new a new handle that has <laughs> no. just been changed. Uh, bro Exotic. And just yes. like I said earlier, just like all bros would do, it's bro, B-R-O-X-Otic. So there's no E. Um, so Bro Exotic, you'll be able to see it on uh, IGTV. Uh, it'll be on Facebook. We'll have it on Spotify soundcloud and we're trying to get it on itunes if we can i will say this about the song so the music video is fun it's ridiculous you've got uh uh joe exotic on a bale of hay playing the guitar singing uh, you've got doc antle on the uh keyboard and you have a tiger on the drums behind a mural that was painted by some local artists and de the uh, design district in dallas but the song uh, I, I wrote the song, Jesse did the production, and Daniel, uh, man, my brother, sang it and fucking crushed it. Like, the song is actually really good. So uh, listen to it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, leave uh, comments. Yeah, comments I, on I, uh, I, yeah. I Share it. That, share with your friends. Yeah, share it with your friends. And I think that this song will be the song that we look back on 2020 and think, you know, what, uh, what song held us together? I think it's, you know, <laughs> it'll be this song. If we win a Grammy... I will dedicate this Grammy to bros across the world that you can do anything. Just put your mind to it and lean on a bro. I look so, forward to that acceptance speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So this will be the Imagine for 2020. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This, this has such a John Lennon feel to I'm it. I'm so bummed that that didn't cure coronavirus. I'm so bummed that Imagine yeah. didn't, didn't stop. Well, you know, the, the song is telling the coronavirus to go, so hopefully it listens. Um, but... You know, maybe it doesn't, but I think that, uh, no, it's fun, man. It's a good song. Uh, it was really well done, fun to do, and, uh, you know, help us share it with everyone you know. Let's go viral. Um, it's not for fame, not for money. It's uh, for awareness. That's right. We're just right. out here for the bros. All right, well, be sure to follow us on I'll Have a Double Podcast on Instagram and I'll Have a Double on Facebook and Twitter. This has been quarantine episode number two, and we'll <laughs> – <laughs> we're we're gonna keep coming and we're gonna keep doing this together and rob man like again thank you so much for joining us man yeah and hey rob yeah. we're uh plug your handles too where can we find your stuff yeah i'm rob how 21 uh on on every platform pretty much so uh yeah come follow me on instagram that's my primary platform diabetics doing things is my podcast so uh, i got some heavy hitters on uh lately so quarantine's been good to me in terms of having availability for people so i'll echo what juan said earlier if you got somebody that you've been waiting to pit and just didn't know when the right time was. Now's the time. So thank you guys for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, it's time for me to get back on the couch. So uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got a lot to do. I've got a lot to do. I've got to go Ooh. from here to another room. So yep. gotta go, gotta yeah, go feed the uh, well, good luck on that journey. And I put <laughs> yeah. on pants today. So nice. Wow. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys. I'm Wannabe. I'm Brent Crable. I'm Jesse Cool. Rob. I'm Rob Howe. <laughs> <laughs> we see you guys. Hey, be safe out there. Wash your damn hands and uh, six feet apart. She was a small virus.